So next time you're in the North Country and you're driving along in a corridor of trees and pretty much nothing else, um, you may come across uh, one of several different bars that are out in that area. And they e it's either an abandoned barn or it's a bar. It's sometimes difficult to tell up in the further north country of Wisconsin. Careful. Yeah. Careful. Well, it is. It is. It is. Mm. Now, there is one near White Lake called Grudgeville. And there is a geocache there called Don't, Ho Don't Hold a Grudgeville. That's a good name. It's clever. What's wrong with that? I think it's very clever. Absolutely. Grudgeville looks like at least partially haunted. Um, and <laughs> But so, have you seen the morgue? That is true. If you have seen the morgue, the door is a coffin. And uh, yeah, that one's, that one's even worse. Because if you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you've been to the morgue. If you've been to the morgue. You indeed. know. Indeed. So Grudgeville is a place where there is a geocache there on the property that you can get to. We, we sort of whizzed by it a few days ago and did our best, but uh, we, we, we had to We didn't find it. No, we did not find it. 70 miles an hour. At 70 miles an hour. It's not that obvious. But if you do go looking in Grudgeville, first of all, you need to come and visit us because we're about an hour away. Um, That's true. Second of all, may I recommend either asking the person there or going in strapped because everybody up there is heavily armed. So I would recommend asking yeah, permission. It is a it's a public place. It's a <coughs> bar, but I don't know that you if you were digging around in their parking lot, you could get shot. I feel like up I, there. I feel like it it could be. It's a it deceptive public place. It's a de deceptive <laughs> public place. If you are able to find this place, now listen to this. Now, if you're able to find this place, I need a picture of you with the geocache, and I will send you. A um, free drink. A free drink. No. Wait, this is a Bible podcast? Also, on top of that, well, a free I mean, Bible. we didn't say what of. Um, That's true. Yeah, so I will send you um, some gently used commemorative ballpoint pens <laughs> from the Ralph Nader 1996 campaign. Oh, I would I, like to see this yeah, happen. I happen to have um, about seven coffee cans full Such of these a liar. that I will send to you. He's a liar. This is Josh here from the Blanket Fort calling you on geocaching scripture today. And I do have a guest. And my guest is my best friend, my companion, my Juliet, my north, my south, my east, my west, my work day Wednesday, and my Sunday rest. Somebody cut him off. This is my wife, Heather <laughs> McDonald. And she is here to, to talk to us today about art. That's, and that's true. Worship. And she is an art therapist. She has an art therapy degree. She's an artist, which means we don't have to pay to decorate our house because it's been done professionally with a trained eye already. Correct. Um, she. If you want to uh, ask my advice anytime for design issues, I'm here. Okay. Okay. And so there you go. I'll just put that out there. Absolutely. And I think I'm great at antiquing. If you ever want to go, she, let me know. She is what Thrifting. might be called might be called an aggressive antiquer. <laughs> um, yep, yep. Being up in the North Woods near yep. let me clarify. Like let me clarify. I do not collect. I'm not a collector. I'm not an antiques roadshow kind of person. Those kind of antique stores creep me out a little bit. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that are like. Sort of falling apart, 
that you can find cheap antiques, and I just like them because they're cool. And that's what I'm talking about. Laser focus. Aggressive <laughs> antiquer. Not a browser. No. She is there for a reason. She is an antiquing assassin. An antiquing sniper. Uh, a snipe. I would go with that. A sniper. I'd call myself a, uh, not aggressive, I'd call it a sniping. A sniping. Antiquer. Well, I go well, in, I know what I want, and I get out. Well, there we are. Because antique shops, by nature, are sort of creepy. They're creepy. Okay. And they're yeah. made to make you sort of walk around. Yeah. So, so anyway, welcome to Geocaching Scripture. We are here as a husband and wife team today. High five up here. Yeah. And we are ready to talk to you. Geocaching <laughs> is that rarefied sport hobby of finding these little treasures in various places, sometimes in bars up in the Northwoods. And I think it's a perfect metaphor for how to read scripture. Finding these little geocaches, treasures, culture, language, historical situation mm -hmm. that help bring out the dimension in the scripture that's already there and put a little adventure back into it. And that's what we're gonna do today. Exodus 31, verses 1 through 5. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, on the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. Exodus 31, 1 through 5. So what's going on there is, is an interesting story and a sort of not, not really known biblical character, Bezalel. Um, he's not up there with, you don't, you don't usually hear songs about, you know, you hear Father Abraham and you hear other songs and Joshua fit the Battle of Jericho, but nobody says, Betzalel, duh. No, there's none of those things. We should make a song about <laughs> Betzalel. We should. Did we I should. say that right? Yeah, Betzalel. See? Like, like the, that couple on Saturday Night Live with the sweater vests that sing songs that they make up while they're going. About Betzalel? About Betzalel. Betzalel, duh. No, no, no. I don't think we should do that. We shouldn't so, do that. Betzalel um, <laughs> was the second person in Scripture to receive to be blessed and to be um, controlled and s receive the Holy Spirit. Jacob, uh, I don't or, like the word controlled there. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, to be to Can be you empowered. Explain? To oh, be empowered. Okay, that's Spirit. better. So uh, Joseph was the first because he interpreted... Dream. Dreams. Quiz. Awesome. High five again. Did I pass? You did. You passed. Yes, you passed. So... That Salel was the second one to have the Spirit of the Lord come upon him. And we see that all through the Old Testament. And then we see the New Testament where the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost and is there within the community of Christ and within all of us as Christians. But in the Old Testament, it's a sort of mysterious, mysterious happening that doesn't happen very often. So those who are chosen for it are very special. And Betzalel was a craftsman, an artisan, and an artist. Um, and he worked on the tabernacle, um, which is the mobile temple that went with the people of Israel through the desert and other places. And he worked, he is the one who designed the Ark of the Covenant. So 
that's your quiz for today. Is the second person to receive the Holy Spirit in any sort of interaction in the Bible at all was an artist. And I thought it'd be interesting for me to invite my favorite artist here with us. So, Heather McDonald. Hello. Hello. <laughs> do, you, do you see art as a form of worship? Is it a worshipful experience for you? I guess I don't consciously think about it when I'm creating art. I think it just happens naturally. For me, certainly, it's one of the things I've been gifted with. So I connect very deeply to God, I would say, when I'm making art, because it's what I was created to do. Mm. So I think when you're doing mm-hmm. what you're created to do, you are connecting to God. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're painting, are you painting pictures of Jesus and angels? <laughs> and, and Oh, yeah. All the time. No. No. No, I didn't. I also have never built an Ark of the Covenant, so... <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know where I rate on the, uh, the holiness, the holiness of my art making skills. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done that. Yeah. No. Let's see. I started out in photography, um, figured out pretty quickly that it wasn't my uh, love. Bailiwick, cup of tea. I love photography, but I did not like, sort of have a problem with people sometimes. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Weddings are stressful and there's a lot of pressure. Portraits would be fine, but it was not something I was really that creatively inspired to do. So mm. sort of floundered for a while and then I discovered art therapy and went back to school and got interested in that. And can you explain for our viewers at home our what, viewers. Is, what is art therapy? <laughs> How would you put it in the elevator pitch? Yeah. Okay. So... Art therapy, I would say, is definitely not looking at uh, people's art and interpreting it. A lot of people think that's what art therapy is, um, or that it's some sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Middle Eastern uh, weird mindfulness Mm, thing, which Mm -hmm. there can be definitely mindfulness involved but it mm-hmm. it's not i would say it's not yeah so you would say it's it's not for the purpose of meditative practice correct um but that I, it is for the purpose of expression well no i think it's a technique you could use as like a like self-care is used mindfulness is used these are all grounding techniques kind of like praying like if you want to go in that direction um it's something you can do if you're stressed out or feeling anxious, it's a it's a mode where you can practice to get to a like a calmer state. I would a say. Calmer state. Yeah. So the act of doing art, it's in and of itself intrinsically is very peaceful. It's grounding. It's um, meditative. Would you, would you say spiritual? Of course. Mm-hmm. I think there is something very parallel to. Um, praying or meeting with God because you're quieting, you're quieting yourself, you're quieting mm. your mind, mm-hmm. you're, you're connecting with parts of your brain that are, um, you can connect very easily with mm-hmm. parts of your brain that have had trauma. So, and the creative part of your brain. And what kind of clients have you, have you worked with in this? Um, I worked with all kinds of people, um, 
all ages, I would say, too, from young to old. I've worked with some people with disabilities in the beginning, people with autism, um, and also just normal functioning people, so to speak, um, who just have not necessarily, some of them were in crisis mode, but some of them were just, you know, people trying to um, live a healthy whole life. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times there's a misconception that if you go to therapy, you're crazy, or if you go to therapy, there's something wrong with you. And That's what my therapist always says. So <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's true. Yeah. <laughs> you sort of want to get ahead of ahead of trauma, ahead of crisis, and learn how to, on a good day, use these coping skills, right? So that when something comes your way, you know how to deal with it. So well, and I think the parallel is is just very intrinsic to that with worship, and in, in that worship is something that's done on a variety of levels of consciousness. Um, Correct. And is, you know, done with words. Subconscious. Right. Yeah. Right. You have singing, you have reading the Bible, but it is it is meant to be a larger thing than that. Yeah. I would say it's hard to put it into words because it's hard to put it into words what happens when you're worshiping, like literally worshiping, how you connect. Some people connect on that level and it feels almost like an out-of-body experience. So there's an interesting story. Now, um, Betzalel, of course, was this character that we know very little about. Um, and in up around the Old Testament and continuing to be told today are, are what you might call um, extra stories or kind of a mythology that developed around different biblical characters. So there's these stories, and, and they are always usually extra factual. You don't really know the whole story behind them, and, and they're an interesting thing to explore in and of themselves. But there is a story of Betzalel that he was in, in conversation with Moses, and Moses was saying that God had been talking to him about what he wanted in the temple. And at one point, God described a candle to Moses that was so complex and so baffling and so three-dimensional that Moses couldn't even picture it in his head. And when he went back from the vision or the dream that God had given him and said to Betzalel, I don't know what this is, but here's what God said. Betzalel said, that's exact. I know what that is. I know what that is. And he made it. And that's the story of Betzalel, which is kind of interesting. I love it. Yeah. And I think that touches on this sort of three-dimensionality of of art, worship, therapy, Mm -hmm. all these things that touch on us similar parts of our brain, our souls, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think there are things at work that we can't explain or see or really even understand in the therapeutic realm, for sure. And especially if we're talking about believers, then we're talking about the two people are there and then the Holy Spirit's there and something's happening. And hopefully, you know, the therapist is tuned into what's what the Holy Spirit is leading them to say, and I think I've had sessions where they've been super powerful, where we've gotten to a level that I could only explain it being the Holy Spirit, you know, mm-hmm. moving in the room. And I think the same thing happens when you create art. I think God is there. God inspired. You're inspired, you know, from God. It's God breathed um, coming out of you, and hopefully. <laughs> You make something people, other people want to look at. (laughs) 
<laughs> not all the time. <laughs> no. Yeah, I can say as a writer that not all the time am I making something that other people want to read. My mom thinks my books are great. Um, your my mom, wife your is mom a fan. thinks my art is great. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in good shape there. I think we're in good shape there. Yeah. So, Betzalo, uh, the story of this of this little-known biblical character that received these sort of three-dimensional visions from God and that was worshiping God as an artisan. Again, not as a singer, not as a priest, not as um, a rabbi, not as any of these particular fields, not as a teacher, but as an artisan. And his name, Betzalel, means in the shadow of God, which I think is beautiful. And it, to me, kind of speaks to this this mystery like shadow is mystery you think of in the protection of god that's pretty straightforward in the shadow of god that's maybe where an artist can sit hmm. i like that yeah something to think about something to think about and that can bring and that's in a sense what what artists can make plain or or interpret for people as this shadow of god hmm. i hope so yeah all right. Well, thank you for coming, mm-hmm. you beautiful lady. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. In your blanket fort. Absolutely. Thank you. I, I we do. <laughs> we are in the blanket fort together on the regular. Um, Careful. You know, it's where we spend. <laughs> Easy. Where we sleep. PG. Thir- PG. <laughs> it's where we sleep, and. Um, so one. <laughs> he's he's backed himself into a corner. <laughs> He'll just laugh. <laughs> So please subscribe, uh, you know, WhatsApp, uh, Kickstart, um, uh, YOLO, this to other people. What's the other platforms? Instagram. And then there's uh, iTunes. iTunes. Are we talking about podcasts? Yeah. Well, like sharing it with people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. You can Snapchat it. Yeah. I'm not that cool. Instagram. um, What's the one everyone's doing? TikTok. You can TikTok it. I don't know. You can MySpace it. Tweet it. You can tweet it. You can hand deliver a letter it. What about that? Hand deliver a letter. I'm going to bring back mail. I like the hand deliver a letter, this print this out and hand deliver it to someone. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So thank you for listening. And we're going to close with a song that's just kind of interesting as far as art goes, as far as counterintuitive, beautiful things go. And I will not give any more commentary on it other than that I have the artist's permission to use it. So enjoy thank you, thank you. as kingfishers catch fire Cheers. dragonflies draw flame as tumble over him and around you while stones ring like each tough string tells each hung bells bow swung fine stung to fling out broad its name each mortal thing does one thing and the same Deals out the being indoors, each one dwells, self goes itself, myself, it speaks and spells, crying what I do is me, for that I can. As kingfishers catch fire, dragonflies draw flame, as dumbled over rim and round you, well, stones ring, like each tuck string tells each hung bell's bow swung, finds tongue to fling out broad its name, each mortal thing does one thing of the same. I say more, the just man, justice says, keeps grace, the king.
keeps all his goings graces Axing God's eye, wood in God's eye He is Christ, for Christ plays in ten thousand places Lovely in limbs and lovely in eyes Not his, his father through the features of men's faces as kingfishers catch fire, dragonflies draw flame as tumbled over rim and roundy well stones ring. Like each tuck string tells each hung bell's bow swung fine stones the thing out brought its name. Each mortal thing does one thing and the same.